Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and welcome to the Chat with Leaders podcast, where we amplify the voices of remarkable leaders who use their influence as a force for good. Today, I'm joined by my friend and business partner, Nathan Stuck, the chairman of Be Local Georgia. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Jeff. Great to be back with you again today, and really excited for this uh, episode with Kenji Kiramoto, who is the founder and CEO of Acuity, which is based here in Atlanta. And I've gotten the pleasure to get to know him over the last couple of months as he is actually going to be one of the first episodes of this Be Local Georgia edition of Chat with Leaders that isn't yet certified as a B Corp, but rather is going through the process and about to hit submit on his application. So it's a really riveting conversation you have with him. And I think our listeners are going to get a lot out of his why and the intentionality behind taking a 17-year-old company and certifying it as a B Corp and just kind of the story behind the drivers there, why it was the logical next step for Acuity as a brand, and just their commitment to using the assessment and the scorecard as a rubric for improvement. So I think this is a, it's a great episode. I think our listeners are really going to enjoy it. And I think Kenji has a lot of wisdom and kind of motivational inspiration to share. So without further ado, I'll hand it back to you so you can get into the interview. Welcome to Chapel Leaders, Kenji. Thanks for having me here. Excited to be with you today. I am thrilled, my friend. You are in Colorado. I'm here in Hartwell, Georgia. And it's great to be connected with you and have this opportunity to talk about something you've been reflecting on a lot as a leader that we talked about last time is, hey, I've gotten this far. Now, let me ask this question of what is the significance of that? And so you just came back from a leadership retreat, and and I'm sure you've been (laughs) reflecting a lot on that lately. We have been. It was a great conversation last time, Jeff. It was something I've been thinking about. And, you know, as we were discussing, I think all of us as business owners, you start off just trying to get this idea off the ground. You try to just see if it'll actually work, if people will actually pay you. And you kind of move from there thinking, okay, then can I do this thing I'm passionate, energized about and and build a bit of a living out of it, right? Can I, can I take care of my family? Can I provide? Can I provide for others? And I feel very fortunate that you need to come across that, to come past that point to where, great, that's working and you are out building a business. But then as where I am with Acuity, our business, you get 17 years in and you start looking at, well, what's the significance of it, right? We've had some success and we have a tremendous amount of gratitude for that. What comes next? We're really trying to accomplish with this. And I think that question of the significance of what we're trying to do, what we're here for starts, you know, at least for me, started weighing a bit more on me, you know, and wanting to consider that. And so, as you said, we had a little bit of a time to explore that deeper with our leadership team, Acuity. We just did a retreat just right before our, one of our last discussions. And we got to explore that more, not just me thinking inside of my own head as the business owner, but really us as a team. And we got to get away down just south of town, south of Atlanta, down in the Serenby area, and really spend some time kind of contemplating and thinking about what comes next for us as a business. And it was very, very impactful. And so it is, it feels like a little bit of a different phase in life. I think probably other business owners, I've talked to some who've gone before me almost as mentors of how do you approach this other phase when you start investing in other things beyond just trying in your business of just trying to make it work, right? What does it look like once you get past those initial milestones of success? So it's been a good place to explore for sure. 
Yeah. And I love how you step back to kind of those early phases, because I think those are the things that you grapple with as a leader when you're starting is what problem am I solving? What solution am I bringing? Are people willing to pay for it? And how am I going to make my first hire? And how am I going to onboard them? And what is the structure of our business? How are we going to set up responsibilities and divide and conquer? And you don't think about the ultimate success, the thing that you're striving for, but then you arrive there and you have to stop at some point and, and reflect and, and think about that. So I'm going to unpack that in a minute, but I do want to step back to that kind of initial phase when you were in public accounting. So this was what, late 90s, correct? You came right. out of Wake Forest, you yeah. were working in the, at the time, the big five public accounting firms out there and what problems did you experience in that kind of major public accounting advisory sector that you personally set out to solve when you started the acuity journey in 2004? So it was interesting because in my early career, that was my first, I always call it my kind of my first real job you know, right out of college working in for Arthur Anderson. And, you know, I think as a young person, you're just trying to make your way in the world, trying to understand these different phases of life and what it looks like back then to put on a suit and tie and to be professional and things. And after a few years of that, I think it's interesting. I've, I've, I've run into a lot of other young people like this to where you maybe go and work somewhere for a few years and you get to explore those early aspects of leadership and probably being led, to be honest, for the most part. And then I went to another company where I was still pretty young there. And you gain a little bit of experience. I look at probably by the time I started Acuity, I truly had about seven, eight years worth of honestly experience out there and a little bit of leadership. And I think in starting Acuity back in 2004, there were some early ideas of places that we felt like we could help other small businesses with their accounting function. And I look at how we formed that. And it was fairly simple for me and how we started Acuity. I didn't have, I felt like as much of a, longer term vision for it. What I actually did was I took the last two jobs I'd been in, Arthur Anderson and in this tech company, and I tried to distill down the things I enjoyed most of those two and kind of combine them a bit and eliminate some things I wasn't as crazy about. And so it was a kind of a simplistic way to start of saying, well, let's just be a little bit deductive of taking away the things that weren't that exciting, enhancing the things I did like and kind of combining it and see if there was something that could come out of it. And to your point, you know, Jeff, it, then it was just getting it off the ground, right? And learning how to lead myself with, I always feel like within my own family too, I had to take some big risks. And I was very, very fortunate that my wife is as supportive as she is that how do we lead at home, starting a new business there in those early years. But a lot of it was kind of being self-led. How do I make a decision about things that I'm going to do that are going to impact my life and my family? And then the later years became oh my gosh, there's other people here. There's other people that I'm responsible for. And leadership started looking different all the way until up to what we just spoke about, looking around at a leadership team now that we're trying to bring aboard. It's, it's a fascinating thing, I think, with leadership is it's constantly evolving. And just for me, it's never felt like it's been static. It felt like it's always changing. And uh, it looks very different now. You know, 17 years, the leadership that it did when I first took that risk to go start a QA back in 2004. I love that point, the evolution. And I've always thought and believe that leadership is a lifelong journey and the lessons that we learn and, and it takes uh, that evolution and starting with some of the biggest problems that you see. And I thought what was really interesting was, of course, everyone that starts in major consulting just travels all the time. They work 80 hour weeks. It's this kind of unsustainable pace and you've developed a workforce, many of whom are flexible. They carry part-time hours. A lot of them are, are working parents 
what gave you the confidence in growing your business around that kind of a workforce? Whereas it's kind of counterintuitive to, I guess, what was deemed quote unquote successful in the public accounting sector and the advisory services prior to that. It's a great question because it took us a while. This was not something that was, at least for me, self-evident from the get-go. In fact, I was pursuing it in more of a traditional mindset. We have to find in the accounting world, you just work a lot of hours. You're very, very client-focused. And so it's that's how we started. And initially, it wasn't feeling that different, right? I knew something was out of balance. That was something that I wrestled with when I was in public accounting as a young person, being newly married and thinking about a family and things and going, I got to have something that's maintainable, that I can spend time on some things that are not just work. And I didn't see a lot of great examples, candidly, of that. And even when I started Acuity, I wanted to be different, but I probably didn't have the courage to until I started looking around at the people around us who were working at Acuity, who were doing very, very well. And they were the ones who were saying, hey, I really enjoy this. I'm not looking to go out and go work in big corporate accounting. I've done my time at places like ENY or Price Waterhouse, whatever. I need something that's more balanced. And so really, it was the others around me. We started saying, well, I won't say we were desperate, but it's tough when you're out there competing against some real giants in the industry of big four firms like that for talent. And we started seeing that people were making decisions to come work at Acuity because we couldn't really compete early on on benefits. The compensation side was difficult to compete against. But when we started putting flexibility and giving people choice in how they worked, then suddenly we started really attracting people. So it took us a little while to hit that rhythm. But once we did, we learned to lean into it pretty significantly. And it's been become an important value of who we are at Acuity is that we really do believe in having a team who has choice, who has freedom in where they work. Like we mentioned before here, I'm out in Colorado visiting family. We want all team members to have that ability, how much they work. So the notion of a 40-hour work week, I think I started realizing it's fairly antiquated. I know we were used to it and taught up that way, but why does it have to be 40 hours? So once we started exploring those a bit, we found a number of other colleagues in the space who were really interested in that same model. So it's become very important to us, but it took, it always usually for me takes other good examples around me to help encourage me on that path. Yeah, because it is counterintuitive and not a lot of companies are doing that. And it is revolutionary to be thinking about your workforce in that way. And it kind of points to the fact that I think most people, leaders, employees of companies, whatever stage you're at in your career, you find fulfillment both in your work and your life and then those being in balance with one another. And sometimes when you're working those 80 hour weeks and you're just so sucked down by, <laughs> sucked dry by your work and, and just, you're not really getting fulfillment on the life side. There's a, a misbalance there and, and having that opportunity in the marketplace must have been such a revelation for your employees. And I can see why people started to look at the other side, even if maybe the benefits weren't as good or you couldn't pay as much as the big five or big four. And so kudos to you for having that courage to make that choice. Thanks. That's been important. And again, it's something we still utilize heavily today. You know, I'd say the majority of our team at Acuity are in some form of what's probably considered part-time, but I don't know that they think of it that way, right? I think we ebb and flow a bit. And I mean, we see things because we employ a lot of parents we see people take downtimes and things in the summer. Our team members take less hours in the summer so that they can have more hours with their family. So yeah, it's been something that has been helpful. It causes a few different ways to think about the business, but it's been joyful to be able to provide that for people when they come and say, oh, this is the type of place I've been looking for. That definitely lets me feel like a more well-rounded person, not just the typical accountant working 80 hours a week, like you mentioned earlier, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. 
We are going to take a quick break for this message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Inspire EDU, a nonprofit organization putting technology devices into the hands of Atlanta's underserved communities. The need for technology devices has accelerated due to the pandemic, and Inspire EDU makes a positive difference helping marginalized learners. Through its partners and supporters like you, Inspire EDU helps learners become 21st century scholars. Learn how you can support their mission at iuatl.org. And now back to our chat. So this kind of fast forwards us to today and this question that you've been asking yourself of what is the significance. So we've talked a little bit about why this was a central question at your retreat, but what answers did you arrive at? Well, I will say that they're still evolving about what significance look like for acuity. And I think it's in a couple of ways. One is it's important for us as leaders to be bringing in that next generation of leadership. So, right, most everyone who was at this retreat with us were our newer, younger leaders who've just been put in some of these new roles. And so I've been used to for, again, almost two decades at acuity being kind of the voice, being out front, being here to set the vision. I'm still doing some of that. But much of our retreat was spent on, we put each of these leaders into some situations with their other colleagues and really watching them work together as leaders. And being there to help and coach through that was interesting. It was also a little bit difficult for me to kind of stand back and not want to insert my voice into everything, right? I've been very used to doing that and watching them evolve. And so that, it really dawned on me and my business partner and I were driving away from back into Atlanta from Serenby. And we kind of looked at each other and said, I think we know what our jobs look like right now. And we were reflecting on, well, that's what it was, right? We were setting a vision, but we were supporting and coaching up this new generation of leaders, right? We want acuity to be impactful well beyond when myself and my business partner, Matthew, leave. And so investment in that next level of leadership is one aspect, I think, of what we think of what significance is. That's important that all people get a chance to learn what leadership looks like for them. And so it's fun to be able to help develop that. I think the second thing we're doing, and we'd started a bit of this before we went on our leadership retreat, is that you know we're pursuing becoming a certified B corporation. And that is a community that we've seen that we have looked up to, kind of aspired to be like, because I think many, really all who join the B corporation movement are looking to do something more beyond just okay, how much profit can we drive? All of these are for-profit businesses, but I think we look at how are we being impactful as businesses in our communities? And that can be everything from inequalities that we see in our communities, whether it's in the workforce, that we can help address through our businesses, looking at impact on the environment. What role do we play kind of as global citizens there? And so there's a number of different ways, I think, that that community has been important, whether there's, I think, many of us have seen over the past year topics and and challenges in this world come into the workforce. And historically, we thought those should not come into the workforce, but we're learning that that's not the way forward. That's not what people expect from their places of business. And so learning how to lean into conversations that historically have been tough conversations or ones that said, well, that's not appropriate for the workforce. That needs to change. And so we've been searching for a community of other businesses and business leaders 
who want to address those challenges, who want to think about what our impact is in the communities that all of our team members live and work in. And I think those are the two areas we're thinking about from significance of developing that next generation of leadership and really thinking more deeply about where it is acuity can have a broader impact in the communities that all of our teams work in. I love that. And we think on Chat with Leaders that that is one of the greatest and most important responsibilities of leaders is to pay that to the next generation, to empower the next generation coming in versus there being kind of this conflict of interest or ego that comes into play. I mean, as our grandmothers all taught us, we need to leave the world in a better place than where we found it, right? So I I think that's just age-old wisdom that somehow gets lost when ego comes into play of leadership and you get to that tipping point. And and particularly now where there's five generations in the workforce that all need to be able to work in harmony and towards a greater good. It's amazing. And it's uh, the first time, I think, in, in history where we've kind of had this interesting dynamic. People are living longer, they're working longer and we need to tap into the wisdom we need to tap into the energy and we need to pass that through the pipeline so to speak but also through the pandemic one of the things that i think that i've learned through a lot of this journey of leadership and being edified through other leaders is we do need to lean into these conversations that need to be part of our everyday life and our businesses as leaders. And our employees expect that. It's not only the right thing to do, but it it is expected. And it's going to be uh, critical to the way that we develop our teams, that we retain our talent, that they know that we're tuned in as leaders and paying attention. And so we're so excited that you guys are getting involved as a certified B Corp in the movement. You know, we're deeply entrenched with our partner at B Local Georgia, and it's such a joy to see that movement grow here in the Peach State, and, and we hope globally as well, which it has been at a rapid pace. So when you announced this decision to your team and how you thought that it could be significant towards your ability to have that positive impact on society as a for-profit business, how was it received by everybody? It was very well received. I was not sure, right? I was not sure if it was going to be something that was looked at, oh, well, here is one of Kenji's passion projects, right? And so you're always looking at cues when you're leading of, are, are people following? Are they, are they truly, is it resonating? And I think it very much resonated. We were fortunate that many of our company values align already with B Corp. And I think that the thing that myself and all of our team liked the most was it, it, it a little bit found like, oh, we felt this community. We felt we've become part of something or pursuing something that we've already been on a path for, right? That this can be a place where uh, we could get the encouragement, support from others who've kind of been there before us and crossed some of these bridges. And so the team was very excited about it. In fact, we, we're not quite there yet. We want, we're, we're finishing the certification process. We feel very confident we're going to get there. But we talked to a few even prospective employees about, hey, what are some things that are unique about Acuity? And this is rather unique for businesses at large, especially in the accounting space. There's only a handful of them globally in the accounting space. So we thought, well, we're pursuing this. We've had a really even positive feedback from a number of people we've been recruiting who said, that is unique, right? It helps us stand out. There's there's something like in the US of 30 to 50,000 accounting firms. So businesses that look somewhat like us. And the point wasn't to try to go and well, look how different we are, but it's been helpful in that it's a quick way for many. And I've been very encouraged and surprised by how many, especially younger generation, as you mentioned earlier, Jeff, that are entering the workforce, are very aware of what a B corporation is, are very concerned about working for a place and being part of a place that is having a positive impact out there, like our grandmothers 
taught us how to have. And so it's been received very well. We're just, we're excited. We're hoping we're targeting the end of the year that certification will be announced. And we look forward to really kind of putting it out there. But the team is very, very pumped about it. I am too. That's exciting. Yeah. No surprise to me, uh, given the context of our stories and how you invite your team into the larger narrative of your business and your culture and how you make decisions as a leader that they already felt intrinsically tied to that kind of mission first and purpose first type company and leadership that you exude. And it's a really wonderful example. And I would encourage everybody to follow you and, and to get to know more about Acuity and the services that you provide. If, if they wanted to do so, Kenji, where would you direct them online? You can always check out our website. It's just acuity.co, so .co online. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, just Kenji Kuramoto um, on Twitter, same thing on LinkedIn. Usually you're posting a fairly active there. My business partner and I do a little bit of a kind of a goofy YouTube video channel as well. We talk typically about more things that are kind of in the accounting world and space with other business and firm owners there. But we also, we're, we're both dads and teenagers and husbands. We talk, we, we think we bring lots of things of that too. So if you ever feel kind of silly and want to hear things we're doing there. You can find us on YouTube, our little channel called Drink While You Think. It's under the Acuity sites. And we're usually always also checking out local beers and things in, in, in Atlanta while we have that conversation. So it's yeah, amazing. It's a great place to I, check us out. I've watched it. We'll certainly be posting all of those resources on chatwithleaders.com <laughs> with the show notes, but it, it is incredible. And who knew that you could take accounting and talk about such a, a wide range of topics while you're uh, talking about beer and, and fatherhood <laughs> and, and all that stuff. It, it's just, it's so much fun to watch. And, and you do a great job of putting good quality content out there that people can engage with. So uh, including this, and that, we're, Jeff, we're yeah. so thankful yeah, for your gifts. Well, I'm glad to be here. It's always just fun to have this conversation, I think, especially around the topic of leadership. And I encourage all, I mean, there's been a number of wonderful guests here. I feel very fortunate to be counted amongst them, but having conversations around leadership, I think are very, very fulfilling. So I've enjoyed my time with you and really appreciate you asking me on. Likewise, Kenji. Thank you so much for the gift. You have a great day. You too. Thanks. Hey, this is Jeff Bond and thank you so much for investing your time with us today. We'd be thrilled for you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please also visit our LinkedIn page to join our leadership community by clicking follow. We're grateful for your engagement and for sharing the inspiration coming from our guests so we can add value to aspiring leaders in your network. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.